You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey everyone, it's Ralph. And this hey is everyone, Thule. it's Ralph. Hey. This is Thule. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. How's everybody doing today? Everyone's fine. Uh, so we're back, coming live to you from the studio, mm-hmm. aka just the studio. The stu- <laughs> and today we want to talk about you, me. Mm-hmm. What about me? Role reversals? It's not really a role because some people that's their job. So I didn't want to say role reversal for us. I guess you would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You bringing home the bacon now? No. <laughs> you are no turkey bacon. I'm bringing home no bacon. Whatever. I'm not. You are no. Your money is my money. My money is my money. <laughs> I ain't bringing home nothing. Whatever. So yeah, today we want to discuss some of the changes that have gone on in our marriage over the last what two months now, mm-hmm. two and a half months. Yeah. Um. So. Just give you a background. For me, when I came to work, I would get to work roughly like 7.15 every morning, and I would leave about 6 o'clock. Yeah, I would leave the bus came at 6, 6 6.15-ish. Oh, I thought you were talking about before then, but go ahead. I'm sorry. What you mean? Before you was taking the bus. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just saying. With the bus, okay. Yeah, with the bus, I was coming home, you know, it'd be late. And then when I was driving before that, like if I would work out, it'd be some nights where... I wouldn't show up till like eight o'clock. Um, so I was working 10, 11 hour days. I mean, every week and it got to be overwhelming, but you know, you're in a leadership role. You assume first in last out. That's normally how the perception is key type thing or the conversation that goes around perception. So we had a friend of ours, or friends of ours who are expanding their business and uh, they're expanding their business into Atlanta and they needed some help. So who better to help than Ralph? Cause she has nothing but time. <laughs> According to my husband. <laughs> no, just kidding. I know she doesn't have time, uh, but sorry, it's a plane guys. The plane boss, the plane. Yes. So, in order to assist them or help them in this venture, it required her to have to work nights, Monday through Friday. So you have to be there between what, five and six. I'm supposed to be there at five, but I have to pick you up from the bus. So I get there at six. All right. So she works there from six till until it varies. Right. Until so, it's done. Right. <laughs> so if you listen to what I said earlier, my schedule is seven to six, which means now. I have to leave work at four o'clock in order to get home by five and then she can go and head to work because now the duties have switched or the roles have switched for nighttime. It used to be her. She used to do, you know, the the food, the cooking, all of that, the the bathing of the children, et cetera, um, way more than I did. And now it's all on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I get here, well, except the cooking. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I could do that. I just, <laughs> we'll get back to that in, <laughs> in another episode. Uh, one goal at a time, guys. Uh, Not too many changes. You, you want to be successful in changes. <laughs> so I'm trying to focus on one at a time. But, you know, I get here. First, I walk the dog. Um, or me and TC walk the dog. Or mm-hmm. if Kendall's with us, me, TC, and Kendall will walk the dog. We'll come back in. I'll feed the dog. I'll get the dog some water. And then we come inside. By the time we get done with that, it's probably like 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes before it's time to eat dinner. I'm serving the kids dinner. Then by 7, 7.15-ish, I start running the bath. Kids get in the bath. Most of the time it's just Matisse because, again, Kendall is with us, you know, 40% of the time or so. So 
again, this is very different for me because this is not what I'm accustomed to. But I will just give you the first week was like I was traumatized Mm -hmm. because it was just like, oh, my God, I'm so tired and I don't know why. And then I realized that, oh, it's because I'm coming home and I'm doing shit. (laughs) And not only am I doing that, I'm also doing chores, too. So while TC's eating. Mm -mm. That's it. Well, that's what the goal is, right? The goal is to do the chores (laughs) while the kids are eating. But I'll be tired. I'm trying to just decompress for a little bit. Problem with that is, is by the time I get done with getting the kids in the bed and they go to sleep, I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. I barely want to eat dinner myself. So sometimes the chores will slip a day or two or three or four. (laughs) four. (laughs) And it's Saturday and we're on the weekend. But for the most part, I've gotten a lot better in that space. But I'm saying this to say that my life has changed tremendously. And it's not a bad thing for me. It has been very enjoyable. It's the most time I've gotten to spend with the child, the kids after work ever. Normally, because normally I'm working my ass off. But I I was kind of nervous about the change because it takes me away from the job. It, it changes the perception in my mind. I'm leaving at four, which means shit not getting done from four to six when I normally would be there. Mm-hmm. Because I'm in meetings all day. How am I getting the work done? Or how do I, how do I manage my time better? So what I realize is that I get there at 715. Nobody at work till nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I'm capitalizing on that time and the worry goes away because now I'm managing my time in the morning. And when I come home, if I, hopefully I don't have to open my laptop. If I do, I do it, but I do a really good job of trying to manage my time at work. That way, when I come home, I can be fully focused on. The kids, which I've never done before. So that's the cool part about everything that's been going on with me when it comes to this role reversal change. The only sucky part about all of it (laughs) is that my love language is quality time. Mm -hmm. So now that Ralph is working nights, the only time I really get to spend with her is that weekend. Yeah. Or in the morning, like, hey, how you doing? Bye. Going to work. Hey, just got back from work. Yeah. By going to work, right? <laughs> you're going to work. So I was nervous about that too, because you know it's his marriage, and people know how marriage works. It has its roller coasters. Do they? <laughs> well, if if you don't know, you should know by now if you've listened to our episodes. But at the time that I really wanted to spend time with her, I felt well, it was like a not a crossroads, but I felt like it was a very important part, a moment in our marriage where. We really need to focus on us and building this marriage. But I think her working nights kind of took away from that. So I did my best and I kind of concern myself with that and figure out when I do see her, how do I maximize my time? So for like two months, it was like, hey, we're going to do date nights. We're going to do a lot of different things because I don't get to spend time with her during the week, which is huge for us, which sucks in a way because this is time that. I won't be able to get back or we won't be able to get back. But I think what we've done, the the best part about what we've done is maximizing the time that we do spend with each other, whether it's the 10 to 15 minutes when we I wake up in the morning to say good morning mm-hmm. or when you leave to go to work or when you wake up, when I get to wake up Saturday morning and look and be like, hey, I don't have to go to work today. <laughs> Neither do you. Let's just stare at each other for like an hour. Definitely not doing that. Because we don't do this. So for me, it's just, it's been an adjustment, but it's been an adjustment that I have taken by the reins and just ran with it. Because the old me, this shit would have been bad. I would have felt neglected. (laughs) Um, And I think it would have affected me with the kids as well, because I would have felt like I'm not getting any attention from my wife. So fuck these kids. Right. And these kids are... Just they're here and I got to take care of them. And I don't like them. <laughs> they're assholes at times. But it, it, to be in this position and to be able to be successful and how to manage it has been a super proud moment for me specifically. <laughs> yes, this is a selfish moment <laughs> um, because I'm not used to this. And this is an uncomfortable position for me. So to be able to maximize it. Uh, when I'm not comfortable means I'm growing <laughs> with uncomfortable feelings come growth. Is it? 
Yes. Yeah. If you're comfortable, you're not growing. That's the term. Okay. So, I mean, I've, again, like I said, this has been an adjustment, but I've enjoyed it. I've gotten to be the father that I've always envisioned being. But, you know, every, Ralph says it, Dr. Hill says, I'm a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to do multiple things at once. So for once, I get to do the one thing that. I don't think it's at Well, not once, but it's just multiple multitasking. Things, period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, for the one time that I'm actually getting to do the father, be the father or the fatherly fit or the dad, not just a father, a dad. Like, well, not just a provider, but you're being a or father. Or the provider, now. right. Yeah. So we're doing letters. I'm doing letters and numbers with TC. Potty training still a struggle. Uh, just because, I mean, we got the peeing down, but this pooping thing is just not happening for us right now. Here, boy. Again, correct. <laughs> I'm so spoiled because I had Kendall who was potty trained at two. It was like, hey. We're done. No more diapers in the Mm-mm. building. We're good. But then that let you know how you were because boys, they don't care about being filthy and poop on them. They just be like, I'm fine. So what you want to play with now? Dinosaurs or cars? <laughs> and <Hey>. shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't smell anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So now that we have my role reversal, how do you feel about yours? I'm fine. <laughs> I am. So you have no insight. Is it? No, I mean, I thought you were right, just guys. like, because you're just Until looking at time. me. No, see, there you go. <laughs> Rabbit dog coming out. <laughs> no, I just say you're saying you're fine. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. The only thing um, I'm trying to maximize my time with spending with um, Matisse. But outside of that, it wasn't, I guess, as traumatic as it was, you know, for you. But with me, what I've seen with me working nights now is opportunities where you've grown where I need you to grow. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. So I don't think without me basically leaving you to fend for yourself, you would have never even tried to. Uh, what's what I want to say? Um, do things without being asked. So do you think, let me, before I don't want to sidetrack you, but do you think that I would have been able to do things? It just would have taken me longer. No. You you, just, because your thing is you say you're trying, but you never try. You yeah. just use that as a, a holding space. Gotcha. <laughs> to buy you like more time. Sounds good. <laughs> it's just like I'm going to say I'm going to do all of this and I'm saying okay well mama try and then sounds go good. back to <laughs> sounds good yes so I think with you really having to do things it's kind of like you being in my role now you can like I think you're more in tune and more involved with what like the kids have going on what is going on with them like just growth wise you know you're more connected to what's happening with them you know what I'm saying as to where I, it was just me and I'm kind of like trying to give you information secondhand, right um and you're still just like uh-huh yeah but like <laughs> like now I don't have to say anything it's just as like you know you just knows what's going on you know how the kids are going to react to certain things where I don't have to be like you know hello can you help me right. <laughs> yeah um so and for my side that makes me closer to you because mm-hmm. it's not just like me doing it by myself and feel like I have to do it by myself because you're the provider so it's interesting because this is the I felt like this is kind of how I was with Kendall when she first was born, I was way more involved in a lot of the things that she had going on. Again, she was at home with Brooke for mm-hmm. the first year or so. And I worked from home when I wasn't traveling. So I was in the house. Mm-hmm. So I was always in touch with everything that was going on with Kendall that first year. So it was kind of like rewinding time, which is cool because, again, like I said, when I had the opportunity, I have taken full advantage of it. And God is hilarious because... He knows that this is something that we need to grow closer together. Mm-hmm. So he automatically puts us in the position of where I have to get grow, your life, get my shit together. <laughs> right? Yes. And now me getting my shit together is showing my wife that I am willing and able to do the same, the shit that I've been Yeah. Cause saying. I knew you were capable. I was, I'm very capable. Yeah, I think it, it was just doing it. <laughs> right. I was, I was too goddamn comfortable guys. And lazy. <laughs> he was just like, mm, I can do it, but do I want to? 
Right, I, I don't know. No. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> uh, you see what I deal with? Fuck. But you laugh because that was you. Yes, I know, but you don't have to continue to, to just harp on it, okay? I'm not harping on it. That's funny. You just be like, ah. No. I'm not doing shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, guys, I'm killing it right now. Um, I think. What's not cool to watch, but what's interesting to watch is like on the weekends, you kind of take the things that I do during the week and you kind of do it. So I think it's a relief for you in a way because the now that you do like normal stuff, like what I'm doing at night during the week now, you kind of take over on the week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what's kind of cool is I think it gives you relief. Even though you're working nice, right? I know that sucks. Nobody wants to do that. But I think that now you're not having to come home and you don't have to do all so much, but so much, right? Because I'm maintaining Matisse and Kendall if she's with us at nighttime, which can be overbearing at times, especially when nobody want to go to sleep because <laughs> they both fight sleep or they don't want to eat or they just in the mood or, you know, it's various reasons or Matisse decides to poop and it, it explodes everywhere. But it's a lot of different reasons and it's good or as as a husband and as a person that's supposed to be a partner, it's it's awesome on my end to know that I can play that role and to kind of cover. And look, you didn't die. And right. But did you die? Right. But did you die though? (laughs) And you know, it's it's funny, like, (laughs) like my closest friends are really, this is like, they're like the blueprints to what it is to be a father. Mm -hmm. And they don't even have to tell me. I can just watch them and be like, oh, that's what I got to do. And it's revolt, role reversal, right? Because I'm, y'all, are, everybody knows that obviously my job is, is very time consuming. And yes, I am very invested in it. But the more and more that I spend time with the kids and with you, the more and more I realize that I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, my family, my wife, my kids, will always be here at a job. I mean, look, I love my job. I love what I do, but I could not be there tomorrow and they will still continue to move. They sure will. Like the, the party will go right on. Right. <laughs> transactions will still process, guys. Right. Um, and it's it's not to say that I won't be missed, but it's to say that uh, you're dime a dozen in a mm-hmm. way. Leaders come and go. Every leader is different. Every leader provides a different level of impact with their people, but I feel like I will my impact would be huge because of the level of impact that I have with my people, but they all know me very well. And they know that family first for any and everything. That's an important piece for me now. And then more and more that I get to spend time with the kids, the more and more I realize that that's where it's at. Like I love what I do. I do well. And like I've done, I've done very well in my professional career, but this is way more fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Do you think your relationship more so with your son has gotten better? Oh, absolutely. He's even more of an asshole to me now. <laughs> no, he's but better. he's like he's better. But now me. I know when I'm not here and you're with him, he's like, "Where's daddy?" And I've never gotten that. No, he's all he always that. So well, maybe it's like now that I'm spending more time with him, it's even more. No, to, for the outside person, it's always been where's daddy. It's always, and I even told you that it's always like when you're not here, even if you went to the store, it's like where's daddy. But then when you come back, and I'm like, see, daddy there, and he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. But now he's just like, hey, daddy, right. yeah. Like before, he'd be like, I just want to know where that asshole was. I don't care, like to talk to him. I just want to know where he was. Right. And but think, now he's like, okay, I want to, I want to like know where he is so I can talk to him. <laughs> and the relationship between him and I and him, Kendall and I, are different, right? This father-daughter relationship is very different. Like, well, I think more so because, like how you said, you were more hands-on with Kendall before. Correct. You weren't really hands-on with Matisse, so he's just like, well, fuck you, too. And so now he's not like, fuck you, too. It's more like, hey, daddy. Well, fuck you, too. <laughs> no, he's only like that. That's the three-year-old part. Right. That's not him. Per- that's just person. him being three. three. Yeah. Right. He's three-year-old. I'll let you know that I'm the man. Right. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I, I believe it has changed tremendously. Because um, kids feel that. I feel, yeah, I feel, yeah. You, you can sense it. But that's great. like, I want to know, I asked that because that's kind of like your situation. Your daddy wasn't hands-on with you, but then y'all had a riff. Well, 
from your side, you had a riff with their daddy because it's like he works and you wish he would do certain things and he didn't. So basically you was kind of like laying the platform for Matisse to feel the same way about you. Right. And yeah. it and it took me paying attention and God interfering and allowing <laughs> me to realize, no right, boy, it was like, and it, look, it's nothing wrong with being a provider, right? But you know, you got to know what the expectations are coming down the road. Like mm-hmm. your children won't treat you the same way. Mm-mm. And it's not that I love my father to death and my father was a great provider and he was there. Like in the beginning when my parents were married, like I, he spent some time with him, but he still traveled a lot. Like yeah. he was always out. The connection wasn't, Right. Strong enough, and the then it was even worse enough. when I went to college and my parents divorced, or not to high school and my parents divorced. So I'm going through probably some of the most important years of my life, and I'm only seeing my father every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So the same impact wouldn't it wouldn't be the, the same, same right. right? So now that I'm in the household with one of my children, but I get to see my other one a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm in the same city, mm-hmm. it makes it easier to continue to build that relationship with her. But now I have Matisse in the house with me, and it has made me pay attention. Like, hey, you do realize that this the cycle was about to continue and, mm-hmm. and allowing like I wanna thank Quantif, shout out to them, because without them, I wouldn't even be here right now. No, you wouldn't. Um, obviously with God too and Dr. Hill, everybody, but these because of the expansion of their businesses has allowed me to break the cycle within my family, mm-hmm. the trend of just being a, not just being a provider, but being a provider and sacrificing the time. Like you'll miss a couple of practices and some games and that shit adds up though. They do. Like the next thing you know, if they 16 years old and you miss half their childhood mm-hmm. and I don't want to be that father because I already know how it feels to be the child. So, I know now that where the sacrifices need to happen, like, okay, I'll miss a basketball practice or a soccer practice, but I'll be damned if I miss a game because that's where it really matters. The most important piece, especially, you know, you playing against some other kids, right. you score the goal, the kid going to look over looking for their parents. Mm-hmm. And when you're not there, yep, they remember that shit. They do. So, and then, you know, like I said, before my parents got divorced, it was cool. Like my pops was at a lot of the things that I did, but again, changing of, the roles has allowed me to break the cycle that has continued so long. Um, do you think within the two line providers, do you think because you don't keep that feeling that you had present in the forefront that allowed you to kind of like already start laying the bricks for the same foundation that was set for you? I said it again. So like, because you did not kind of like put your feelings as a child to the forefront to kind of like keep that as motivation not to be like your dad. Since you didn't do that, do you think that's how you were able to slip right into that same role? Oh, absolutely. Well, okay. because the focus is the same. Yeah, like, I know. My, my father and I have obviously there's a ton of similarities because he's my father. Mm-hmm. The one biggest one is providing for your family. Mm-hmm. Like I watched a man do it, not just for his immediate family, but for his whole damn family. Right. So. I took it for me, it hit home and I was like, oh, bam, I got to do the same shit mm-hmm. because I don't want my children or my wife to be without. But what I got to realize is that. Yeah, look, you're going to do well and you can still do well. You got to manage your time and you got to have really good people be- beneath you or under you to allow you to be able to prosper in other areas. And the same goes for my leaders. Right. I would assume the same thing for them. But yes, absolutely. It set the same trend. But now. Knowing that what that trend has established or what caused me to, I guess, act out in certain ways with my father when certain things didn't go my way, I wanted to make that change mm-hmm. on my end with Matisse and with Kendall. And like I said earlier, ain't nothing more important than the, to me than y'all. So it will continue to be it. I'm just glad that I got to break the damn cycle. Let's just be clear, because <laughs> I don't want to be that dad where you, where's your dad at? Where's your dad at? Where's your dad at? That used to get, I used to get tired of that damn question. Yeah, he's working. I don't know. He's working. Go find him, goddamn. He's working. Right. He's getting that bread. That's why I got these chains on. <laughs> right. Shit. He can't be here. Right. For me. You I see all these guys, you see these damn game consoles? I got I got it. Sega. I got Nintendo. I got everything you can think of. Yeah. Where's your dad, though? Uh, I got these games, damn it. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't need a dad to play with. I got these games. Right. And I don't know how my father feels about it. I think he wishes he was around a little more. I'm, I'm not going to think. I know he wishes he was around more. Do you think his daddy wishes the same? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I should ask Poppy. 
Well, I think all all three of y'all need to sit down. <laughs> everybody. I mean, that was just how we were. I mean, that's how I know, the that's whole two-line yeah. side was built. But I think this generation has made a lot of different changes. I mean, between me, obviously, Brooke, my cousins, everybody is very different. And I think we're a lot more vocal about how we feel, more so than our parents were. Obviously, I'm just getting to be vocal in general because I internalize every damn thing. You think so? But I wish that I would have been able to tell my father, like, Dad, I wish you were around more. Or I wish, like, at 13, I'd be like, Dad, I want you to be at every basketball game Mm -hmm. that I have until I go to college. Then I know that he would have made an effort to be at every basketball game. And if he wasn't, he he would call me to let me know. Yeah, he would have told you. So my number one saying at work is closed mouths don't get fed. So that I kind of, I take ownership in my father. Not being at some of the things that I wish he was at. He like, didn't say anything. Right. And me not saying anything. And he probably didn't even know that it hurt And he wouldn't have known that it would have hurt me yeah. that much. Like, my one of the biggest, probably the one that reminds me more than anything was when I probated. I know you can say Of that. course, everybody knows that. No, everybody doesn't know. Well. We have new listeners, but go ahead. So, <laughs> when I crossed Q, my mother and my sister were there. Mm-hmm. But my father wasn't there. And I never let him know that it was super important. Obviously. He just thought it was just like another like little thing. That's an organization. Yeah. Cool. I mean, he knows he knows the organizations. I, he just doesn't know how important it was, it was to me. It was for you, yeah. And I think that's the one time that I wish I would have been very vocal and be like, Dad, I need you to fly from California mm-hmm. to and Greensboro, North Carolina <laughs> and be here when I cross. Yeah. And I know he would have done it. Yeah. And shit, my relationship with my father probably would have changed from then on. Or it could have changed earlier had I just always been vocal. The only way for me to been able to tell my feelings to my parents was through writing. Like a lot of writing I did. I, I sent my pops one email and he kind of read, uh, marked no, that shit up with a red pen. We, we need to talk. Right. And we had a long ass <laughs> conversation about it. And it was kind of like, you know, these are the way, this is the reason that the relationship between you, my mother, your mother and I is, and this is the reasons why. Mm-hmm. I don't know that because I have no, I have zero visibility in what him and my mother do mm-hmm. or talked about. So I'm a mama's boy. I'm automatically protecting and it's my your mother. your perception. Right. And my perception is because, again, I live with my mother. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing you every other weekend. And here you are placing judgment on the woman that has always been here for me mm-hmm. without me even understanding the story. Yeah. Which is, I could see anybody doing that, right? But at the same time, had I just been able to be like, Dad, what's up, man? Just come through. Be here for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to sacrifice something at your job. To come to a regular season basketball game. Right. And I know he would have done it. And I look back and like, do I regret it? No. But do I know how I not become that person? Absolutely. Like if I know that this is important for my child or I know it's an important moment, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be there. Because if I'm not, Ralph going to curse me out first. No. You know what I do? Because I don't even have to curse you out. Because, <laughs> you know, your feelings is... Like thin glass. Yes. All I have to do is bring out one of these memories that I know from childhood that you hated. And I'd be like, oh, now Matisse is going to be that boy talking about, okay, okay, I'm coming. (laughs) Damn, it's cupcake day. I'll be there, damn it. (laughs) Donuts with dad. I'm there. I don't even like fucking donuts. You remember how you felt when this and this happened and your dad? Oh, my God. So really? You're going to do that? Did it already. I'll come to donuts with dad as long as I got the strawberry from. Awesome with the sprinkles. If they ain't got it, I ain't got it. <laughs> so it's I like you know, like I said, certain things have changed in our lives to allow me to become the father that I've always envisioned being. And this is an exciting time for me. You know, I hope that I continue to try to keep us this type of trend even as I continue to climb the corporate ladder. I always know what's important and what means more to me than anything, and I can manage the time. As long as I know what the expectations are. And I already know what those are. But you know what I think also will help you? Because I don't think it's more so like work and things like that. You lose focus of how you felt. And I think a lot of parents do that. They lose focus of how they were when they were 10, when they were 14, when they were 15. And all they do is think about how they are now. And they be like, I don't want them doing that. But do you remember when you were 14 and you was out here kissing and doing all kinds of stuff like... You know, we know certain children are like, okay, you're terrible and you're going to end up in jail <laughs> one right. day. But you like some things are rites of passage. Right, some things you you're going to have to maybe just sit down and have a conversation about, and some things you're going to have to yell and be like, look here, I'm about to take you to scare straight because you are just running out. Okay, right. <laughs> so I think certain things, definitely certain things, as we parent, is because of how we felt. 
And a lot of times when people say, I hate when, or I hate it when my mom did this, or I hate it when my dad did this. And I don't want to be like that when I, you know, become a parent. But then we become a parent and we forgot how doing those same things, how it made us feel. And we fall right into those roles, like exactly of what our parents are. But my thing is how I didn't end up like neither one of my parents is because those things never left me. Come on, man, drop the mic, babe. Just just drop the shit. See you tomorrow. Right. (laughs) That is a drop the mic moment. You never hear anybody explain it like that, but the... You remember how you feel? That shit hits home. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, I remember how I felt. Yeah. So it's just like that, that should be your motivation more so than thinking because really, you know what I'm saying? Like you have a wife that has your back for corporate wise. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what kind of rat you are. Don't play me. <laughs> so I know you're going to get that cheese. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get you, even though you Kobe. don't really like. Kobe Jack. <laughs> you bet that. Hello, Kobe Jack. I know you don't like like the corporate kind of like things, but you're good in the race. You know what I'm saying? You get like a high from showing them how good of a, a I guess, you know, a rat you are. You know what I'm saying? Because most of the time they don't really see you coming or they be like, oh, okay, he's 12. So he don't really know anything. And then you're like, well, actually I've been in this business for 13 years and I know more than you. And then they'd be like, I hate this motherfucker. If if this is a rat race, just call me Master Splinter. (laughs) Yeah, but... I know how that is. And so I know, you know, I don't have a problem with picking up, you know, where you can't be. But I know those stories of how, you know, we just talked about childhood and how you felt in certain situations with your father. So I'm not going to let you do the same thing to our children. So then I have to drop those. Like, you, so you remember. <laughs> and I think it's, it's a balance to it. And I think that's the most important piece. And, and I think too, not to cut you off, but I think the reason why you feel it's a struggle, because I don't feel it's a struggle for you, but I, I see you struggling with it to like come around, even though, I mean, like you're, you're coming around, like you're not just standing there, like you're coming around. Like if this was a, a track, you are coming around the track. You're just like, okay, wait, okay. I go, just keep going. Okay. Okay. Keep going. But I think you're struggling with it because you didn't see it. What you saw, you're phenomenal in. If your dad was the type to come home and at least did 10, 15 minutes with y'all and then helped out your mom with something, you would be that person. But you didn't see that. You saw he was the head nigga in charge everywhere but home and you end up being the head nigga in charge everywhere but home and so now it's just like you have a wife to help you be who you said you wanted to be I want to be all American dad and so like right now you got like the red and the white and we just got to get you the blue yeah I think that being an HNIC it's like I said go back is the balance yeah because you can impact everything you do and anybody at your job if you manage your time properly mm-hmm. and your situations properly. And in my world, we move at a very fast pace. There is no time for breaks. So I got to be able to go a thousand miles an hour all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hit some speed bumps and we're going to have, yeah. you're going to fall a few times. It's part of growing, right? You're not going to be perfect. But now I'm applying the same thing on the other side of my life, which mm-hmm. is not only my wife or my children. Because to be honest, that's actually a harder challenge. What do you think? I'm not saying because I'm the smartest guy on the planet, blah, 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 but it's technology and it's politics. Once you know people and you know what your people expect out of you and what your leaders expect out of you, then you know you can do your job very well Mm -hmm. based off those expectations. When it comes to kids, you don't know what to expect. Like a lot of the things that you do as a parent are molding them for the future. And then, yes, you know what your wife or your spouse is expecting. <laughs> but y'all know me well enough to know that execution is not my number one thing. I'm getting better at it. But, you know, I, learning how to execute as a husband, as a father, and as a leader. I mean, y'all ain't going to be able to tell me shit in six months. I'm going to be unstoppable. You know, you just gave yourself the answer, right? What? You said, you know, at most jobs... You kind of know what your leaders and I guess, you know, what's expected of you in your role. You know what I'm saying? They let you know, okay, this is what we expect or whatever. But then you said for your 
kids, you just, you don't know what to expect. And then your, your spouse, they'll tell you, you know, I expect these things. But you do know what to expect. As a father, too? Mm-hmm. Well, not every child is different, so expectations All are children different. are the same when it comes to these two expectations. Being around? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Presence and what else? Attention. Attention. All right. They Whatever, don't, man. Don't, they try don't, to, don't be outsmarting me. <laughs> they don't care about toys or nothing. You could give them a rock, and you know you got a son in there who right will now, pick so up a rock. <laughs> You'll pick up a rock, and be like, I got a rock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you're paying attention to what they're doing and actually like looking at them and giving them that time and attention, it's the you know the shit I know is more uh, very important. It's the silly shit, right? The little tickling and the like. Me and the kids have our own little things that we do with each other, so. I see the enjoyment they get out of it. And it's not even like, that's like, it's nothing crazy, right? No. This, the simple shit, like a fist bump. Yeah. Like, they love that yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, I know this is dad. Okay. Right. Boom. Like, psh. and then TC, like, oh, me, you and Sissy do the fist bump. I'm like, okay, you picking up. I get it. <laughs> or, you know, like, it's as simple as, like I did the other day watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they both sit with me and we watch a movie. Up like, under you. Under me, right? <laughs> they are. But it's cool, and I, I don't have a problem with it because obviously these are my kids, and this is me spending quality time with it. And if you know, that's probably one of the most important things for me is quality time. But y'all but all are doing. We're something doing something that, that I all love three more than of y'all anything, and that's watching movies. Yes, and all of them, both of them, love watching what movie movies. That's why you can take well you you could take Matisse to the movie since he was two. I just wait to I just, he just got sit sit his ass still and we'd be good. But I'm saying you can take him most two year olds or three year olds. You can't take to the Hell movies. Nah, but he will go to that movie. <laughs> like, but, if it's something that he's into, he will go to and he will sit right, right there with his popcorn and that's it. Right, I got Kendall in the Marvel. I got her in yeah. all the superhero shit, and I'm about to do the same for him now that he is. A little more understanding yeah. of what we're but going to But right now, he's just still at the kind of like cartoon. Right. Like if it's cartoon, you're definitely like, is this a child in the movie? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I love that aspect of it because everybody don't like the movies. But the fact that oh, your yeah. children love the movies, it's mm-hmm. just like, I, I'm creating a bond that I will have forever. Like, yeah. Kendall will always know and be like, daddy, let's go to movies. Like right. my, and that's the one thing I will say. When we went to see my father every other weekend, movies. it was two things that we always got to do or we did most majority of the time. That was the movies mm-hmm. and bowling. Yeah. Like, to see how you remember those things. Right. Those are the. And it's just those simple things. Right. And I'd be jealous because dad would always ask Brooke what she wanted for dinner. Hey, what about me? You want movies. You shut up and you want this Twizzler. So just be quiet. You don't even care. That's fair. <laughs> Always had the Twizzlers on. And that, then plus though. you eat anything. She might have been a little bit more picky. She is picky. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's ask the one who. But who I ain't got nothing to do with it. That's not the, <laughs> we're not here for whether you like it or not. <laughs> ask me if I want some different shit though. No, because you don't care. <laughs> because if you order pizza, you know I'm down. Yeah. If it's Chinese, you're I'm probably down. down. And she's going to be like, I didn't want this. Right. I need uh, a, <laughs> right. I need lobster bisque. Right. What? Garlic, garlic, uh, bread. But yeah, this role reversal has done wonders for me. Um, I dare anybody to do a role reversal in their marriage or as a parent just to see how you react and see how much closer well, you grow with the spouse. that's only if they're not as active as you. As well, when I say role reversal, anyway, whatever you do now and you're comfortable and change it up. Do yeah. something that your spouse does and y'all switch roles and see how closer you grow because you understand the level of effort it takes to do the shit. Like, when I come home now, I know, like, this is what Ralph been doing? This is some bullshit. Like, <laughs> Shut up. I should, we should have never had these damn children. <laughs> Just kidding. I think you kind of feel that way. Just That's why that third one ain't coming. You hey, just man, like, look, mm. I love my kids, but when they, I hear a third one, I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> uh, anybody know any nannies? <laughs> no, I think he's, he's, you're almost at the point like... Is there a back alley I can go to to get this vasectomy? Because I really would do Just wake it. wake up one day and be like, I'm cured. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, look, man, the kids are, it's a lot of work. So to add another one is just like, shit, do we want to start all over again? I mean, you about oh, to be 47 that, in three that, months. So. Hey, sh- Jenna did it at 50. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I am superwoman. So. Who's tired? <laughs> you, you. <laughs> you're tired. Right, kryptonite. You're, and sleep I, is your crypt. Not, oh, no sleep. No sleep. 
Well, no, no sleep is not my kryptonite because I just be in here evil to everybody. That's on me and We ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> me and MTs are the two that cannot go without sleep. I will make you go to sleep just like I make his ass go to sleep. <laughs> go to bed. Um, um, but yeah, I think um, another plane, Jesus. I'm sorry, we live by a, if you can hear it, but if you can't, then just disregard what I'm saying. But <laughs> if you do, we live by a private airport, so. Yeah, it's probably some superstar flying out with their scrippers. Shut up. Oh, they probably get sent to the regular airport, huh? Oh, my God. Goodbye. Okay, I'm sorry. Anywho, but I think um, I think the more that we do this, the more that you honestly will appreciate me. Because I don't think like, you know, we've had a maybe like two real arguments. Do you need any more space to pat on your back? What? What are you talking about, crazy? You will appreciate everything that I've done for you. Shut up. <laughs> As you patch yourself No, no, no. That. I'm talking about just appreciate what I do, not for you. But I'm just saying, period. But I'm saying, I'll, I would always say, like, you don't have consideration for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I do all this stuff, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here she go again. <laughs> that is not my reaction. But now that like you're doing it, you're just like, how you were saying no not appreciate but I'm saying how you were saying last time is like things are clicking for you like okay I can't sit down and just have my kind of like decompressed time while he eat let me just go ahead and things I need to do let me do it while he's eating and then when I put him to bed I can do it but see when I was trying to tell you that you like well I mean think about it this shit will turn into hoarders because you come home and you gonna sleep majority of the morning yeah and then you may have an hour or two to just kind of collect your, get your shit But that's together. what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, if I, I acknowledge the fact that I have to play that role because if not, like, this shit will be hoarders. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It took for you, like, I couldn't tell you that because when I'm telling you that, you're just like, la, 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 la. You know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get what you're saying, girl. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going, I'm not going to do it. But I you wasn't saying this failures. to me. <laughs> Clearly. I'm a true millionaire, guys. <laughs> Without success, there's no, you gotta feel like shit, and that's what I've been doing. And so it was like, okay, because you know, I was, I was like, how we talked before, you know, we was in the trenches, I was at my weddings, I was like, mm. <laughs> one of us about to jump out the trenches, and it was like, okay, God was like, let's let me let me help, I got to come down <laughs> and help this one because you know he's not getting it. And it's like, okay, well, let's take you out the equation, Ralph, and then let's just put it on him. Well, you know, this is a, a quick comparison. Like, people, we talk about, let's go to basketball, Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. The reason that teams can't mimic that is because they're trying to put superstars together that are the same. Mm-hmm. But with their team, they have superstars that complement each other. Right. And that's why it allows them to be fucking awesome mm-hmm. majority of the time they gonna slip up well yeah when you go to the finals five years in a row that shit is hard <laughs> so um the reason that we're so good together is because we complement each other right it's, it's some things we do the same but a lot of areas that we don't do the same is it allows us to be that much better mm-hmm. that's why we always joke and say that it's so much better when we do things together right. rather than when we try to do it separately because if we do it'll fail like we started or, or it makes it hard for right me. I mean if I did a podcast by myself it probably would be awesome <laughs> oh I was waiting for the butt <laughs> just, no I'm just but saying. nobody would listen nobody ding <laughs> <laughs> ding <laughs> like CP guy where did I park I would be like where did my listeners go <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean that's this is why we are who we are is because we we do we complement each other very well, and it has allowed both of us to grow in ways that we never even imagined would even happen. I'm still working, but you're growing. You have yeah. an enormous amount of patience at this point. Well, if if you compare to where I started off, oh yeah, yeah, I mean before it was like, you know, I tell her one thing, oh fucking flames will be coming off her damn head. <laughs> now it takes about seven minutes before the flames come yeah. on. <laughs> The pot got to brew a little bit now. Right. <laughs> it was an insta pot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now we're, you know, I'm at a point now where I'm truly understanding what it's like to play in somebody else's shoes. Mm-hmm. Not just understand it, but actually live it 
Yeah, some people, I think, just not even in, in marriage or relationships, but sometimes how people say, if you walked a mile in my shoes, you know what I'm saying, you would understand. And, and now you have, you know what I'm saying? Walked a few miles. Right. <laughs> at this point, I'm at a marathon. <laughs> and now you're just like, okay, okay, now I see, now I see, okay. And you know, and it's nothing, look, man, every, every dad is different. Every father is different. Every husband is different. You know, I have some friends who are really great dads. And, you know, I watch them do their thing. And I hear them always talk about their kids. And I used to feel bad about it. I, I mean, I talk about my kids, yeah. but it was like it I was see a the things that level. they do. And I'm just like, damn, why am I not that type of dad? And I used to feel like I was always at, like I wasn't a good dad at times because I, I'm i comparing myself when ultimately I shouldn't be doing that because I'm not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. In areas that they're probably really good at, maybe I'm weakened mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right. But I, once I accepted the role that I had, it allowed me to understand where I needed to make the changes. Mm-hmm. And now that I was put in a position to make those changes. Like, I don't think you like still now, I don't think you feel like um, you're like them. But I think you feel like you're in the arena. Oh, with right. Them. I'm on a look, yeah. man. I'm at the table. Finally. Yeah. I got my. I'm not just I'm not just looking in. I'm right. like, I'm, at I'm the sitting table. at a few tables and this is the one table that I haven't sat at. Ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe with Kendall, I would say I was sitting at the table from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until, you know, obviously the divorce. But now I'm back at the table. Yeah. I got reinvited. Yeah. <laughs> so now not only do I sit at the corporate table, but now I sit at the table with my family or my kids. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Now I just need to figure out how I get it. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm at the damn table with Ralph. We just be... <laughs> Sometimes the chairs are further apart than yeah. they need to be. Yeah, you know how the movies the chair be all we done. Right. <laughs> yeah, but we were at the table. It's just, right. can so. you pass me the salt? <laughs> <laughs> shit is stupid. I never understood that. But it's the dumbest shit ever. Why the fuck would you have a twenty seat? Because they don't table like each other. And That's you at the why. each end. They're if like, you don't like me, go to another room. What the fuck? Why are you even saying? Basically, I am in another room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hello, hello. hello twenty six seats. Like an echo and shit. <laughs> so damn far. But yeah, we have anything else? Nah, man. Shout out to anybody that <laughs> has walked a mile in somebody else's shoes. Amen. Shit is real out here. And it'll, you will be very considerate and respectful of those individuals after you have done it. Because it or shows it'll give you, you insight. If, you, if it's not maybe a respect, but still you have an insight, depending right. on what you're... Right. It's one thing to conceptually understand. It's another to actually go through that shit. Mm-hmm. And you know... The bathing, the brushing the teeth, all that shit. You got to do everything. And it's got to be the same way, especially with my fucking wife. That's right. Because if I don't do it the same way, she's going to be like, it's did broke. you do this? Did it's you do this? Broken. Did you floss? Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> well, fuck you too then. Shit. <laughs> oh, did you like me to record it the next time I fall? Shit. Playwood, because I can see then your hand was not at a right angle. Right. And that's why it wasn't right. Gotta get no gingivitis and you flossing like this is not fixing the fucking problem. <laughs> Do it right. Right. But shout out to all the hard workers. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> Do you have anything? No. The only thing I can say is for that spouse who may do the majority of the work and is not feeling like appreciated or you you may feel appreciated but you still want that spouse to understand what you do then just ask them to switch (laughs) work nights (laughs) (laughs) like maybe y'all just you know be like hey let's do this I'm gonna be you just for the weekend I'm gonna be you for the weekend and you be me oh that 48 hours that nigga he he gonna be so excited oh my god oh my god here's your roll back (laughs) save me Jesus (laughs) Cause that was you ever you was like when is this going to end again? <laughs> I was praying. Look, man, look, I'm very grateful. Like I said, a lot of things have come into into play because of this. And look, I mean, we got some extra dough on the side too. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool too. But yeah, that first week I was like, this shit got to end. Like at the end of this, month. <laughs> I need my life back. But then I realized that this is my damn life. Ah, uh, yeah. That's stupid. We were waiting for you to join right. us. <laughs> Sometimes it's inconvenient, but hey, look, I've blown off my boss like eight times for dinner. And I'm like, look, man, I got to go home. I hope you understand. 
Tell him to come At over. At first, he didn't understand. He was like, why is your wife doing it? I was like, hold up, bro. That's <laughs> why all, I got to go home. It's $2 Tuesdays, and she's over here at Magic City. <laughs> so she got to get this money, and I got to go home. All right. So, but as long as the work holding up and people performing, people don't care. Yeah. Now, if stuff was falling apart, they'd be like, oh, JT breaking. got to go. Or where the hell JT at watch? Go be with your family then. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, yeah, that was it. I think it's just... If you have, if you have any situation where I think one person is feeling frustrated because the other one is just not realizing everything that they do or just not paying attention to those things, just hey, like hey, let's play a game. Let's have a little wager. If you can be in my shoes for twenty four to forty eight hours, I'll do this or you know whatever the case may be. But just the for them to really see, you know, what you do. I think. I mean, I think that would help because it helped us. So. Right. I should have made a wager like if I do it for 48 hours y'all better suck at me from the back <laughs> I never I mean not to get off track but I never understood like how that works because when y'all penis is hard it doesn't bend it's like magic it's a magic trick that hurts <laughs> I'm about to say because I'm like how does this work Jesus it's like uh, that's funny and, and don't have no crooked penis like how how are you doing this <laughs> I don't know. Um, but if somebody wants to DM me and tell me how it works, I'll do it. i do it. I'll snatch that thing from the whole back. Don't snatch shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't detachable. Because I think if you do that, you're only really, I don't know. I just, somebody help me. I don't know how that works. <laughs> like either your penis is like 18 inches and then you can just pull it that far. But like without it being 18 inches, it's, when it's hard, it's just like you're trying to, Pull a wrench <laughs> We'll try it after this <laughs> <laughs> Guys If you see one of us at the hospital Just know it didn't work out <laughs> But he's gonna have to drive us <laughs> <laughs> Alright then Well Until next time Peace See you tomorrow